Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we are into the last chapter in a Game of Thrones. We're going to be discussing Daenerys today. I think it's, yeah, Daenerys 10, chapter 72. Crazy, man. Crazy that we're here. Man, it's crazy. Yeah, I know. It's crazy to think about. I I mean, this is it. (laughs) This is the last episode. That's it. (laughs) Well, of this book. And then we still have four books to go, plus if he ever finishes. Plus the TV show. Plus 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 you're stuck with us forever, so... So not really the last episode, but it is the last episode of the first book. And that's an accomplishment, you know, in its own right. So, yeah, 100 percent. I mean, should we have like a a party or something or? Well, yeah, I mean, we we've kind of. uh, Yeah, I think we should. We should probably play the drinking game that everybody's been working on. We are gonna have to. We're gonna have to. Uh, did you have you seen some well, of the things we, on we're that? gonna we're gonna be able to do that on the Discord. So we have some news to talk about here. Um, yeah. You know, and hey, maybe hey, hanging out on that Discord is where we can do a drinking game. Yeah. So okay, let me just. Can I hop into the into the news? Just just jump into it. Okay. So here's the thing. This this is the last episode of Game of Thrones. We just got off a of Discord. We had a great conversation. We had um, Maglum was in there. Sir Peter was in there. Uh, we had Sandy in there as well, so a couple folks hopped in and, and were, were chatting with us in uh, in Discord before the show because we're working on a little, you know, sort of a pre-show um, Patreon series where basically before every episode, uh, Sir Matt and I just kind of, we, we, we shoot the shit, you know, we're just, yeah, we're just talking and hanging out beforehand, and so we thought we would go on there and, and uh, start recording that and, yeah, take it to the next, to, to the next level. Um people get a chance to influence the show that way they get to influence the pre-show you know maybe maybe get our minds because we're always kind of thinking about something before we get into the recording right Right. we're always so i think it's kind of cool for some of our our bannermen and our sworn swords and the night's watch to get in there and just influence sir matt and sir ezra so yeah um anyways so but with that let me back up here a little bit though we have a freaking production company Okay, because mm-hmm. we've, we've been talking about all these different things that we want to do. And, you know, we're working on getting stuff ready and, and Clash of Kings is going to be, you know, different. And it's going to be uh, we're adding to the podcast. We're, we're, we're perfecting things. And we, we've kept saying that we're working on stuff. So now here we go. Here is some of the stuff that we've been working on. We're going to we're going to lay it out here. So make sure you're paying attention. <laughs> um, so we got the old production company. Not a joke, my friend. Mm-hmm. It's not a joke. Uh, literally, that is the name of the production company, Not a Joke Productions. So, back off us, you know. <laughs> get off us, right? I mean, get off us. I know they're listening, okay, and I know that they're they're the people have been waiting for this. And we have certain people out there who think it's funny, okay. <laughs> and to those people, I want to say it's not a joke. So here we are. Um, but check out the new, we got a, a YouTube channel, go check it out, Not A Joke Productions, literally just type that into YouTube, uh, the email for that is uh, notajokeproductions at gmail.com, it's pretty straightforward, you notice when you get there that the banner is black and white, because it's it's straightforward, right? <laughs> it is, yeah, I mean, hey, yeah, it's not a freaking joke, man, okay? <laughs> so, so. so people say, people are like, 
People are like, well, you guys just like do this stuff? You guys just podcast? You guys just... <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Okay? So back off. All right? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyways, please go check that out. Please subscribe. Uh, there's going to be a new video coming next week, actually. Um, so we got a couple surprises on that channel. They're going to be... We're going to have videos there um, about Game of Thrones, um, about Star Wars, and about Wheel of Time, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's happening, right? Let the dragon ride again on the winds of time. It's yeah. happening. People have literally been asking us, and I mean literally been asking us for over a year, hey, when are you guys going to start a Wheel of Time podcast? Yeah. When are you guys going to start a Wheel of Time podcast? And we are like... I don't know, man. Uh, maybe someday. Well, that day is January 1st, 2020, so stay tuned. So stay tuned. Yeah, uh, Nicole Whitaker, one of my friends uh, who's been listening to all of our, who's listened to a lot of our, our projects, uh, has been asking me since the beginning, you know, wh- Wheel of Time, let me know when you're starting it. I got her hooked into the series, and she's been reading it, and she's just in love with it. So you were asking about it on a plane, randomly, on mm-hmm. a plane, just like you, you got into the discussion, and um, we're, we're basically told that, that should be the next step we take from a complete stranger. So that was Mm -hmm. cool. That was cool. But, um, yeah. So anyways, we'll, we'll get there. That's, that's the plan. So get excited for that. We were talking to Sir Peter, uh, on discord about wheel of time and just how cool it is. I got people asking about it on Twitter. And yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's actually, I mean, you know, when you think about like the fantasy series, you know, you think, well, you got uh, game of Thrones, you've got Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, all these things. There's a lot of similarities between a lot of these things as well. And a lot of stuff where you can look and say, Oh, this character is similar to this character. And you, I mean, especially when you look at, um, I mean, Lord of the Rings and, uh, game of Thrones, I mean, there and you know, song of ice and fire, there are a ton of similarities and things pulled from it. Oh yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. I mean, it's, so I think, yeah, people, if you like, yeah, if you like, as you said, Lord of the Rings, high fantasy, whatever. If you if you like, this, you're gonna like Wheel of Time. Yeah, you're you're, you're gonna love it. We were trying to talk, I think, Maglum into it, and uh, and you know he's he's um, I think he's willing to give it a shot. We were talking about we were talking about the Last Airbender and and how channeling and and basically bending of the elements or whatever it is, whatever you do in that in that series is they're 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 kind of similar. So well, I mean, yeah, it's it, Avatar: The Last Airbender is like Captain Planet. I mean, it's you know without the heart. So yes, oh <laughs> yeah, which. Yeah, give <laughs> Oh gosh. Um but no, anyway, so so yeah, the couple of updates there. So we got the production company, not a joke productions. We've got uh Wheel of Time podcast. We've been working on on those two things and they're they're in their infancy, but we're working on them. We're getting them there so you can go check those out and start to support those projects. And uh then we've got a couple you know, updates for the podcast. We've got mm-hmm. some bend the knee specific updates that we want to uh go over with you guys real quick. Um first of all, we have a website. We got a website. We do. Why don't you tell me yeah. about the website real quick? Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, it is bendtheneepodcast.com. Uh, um, you know, Sir Jimmy um, has been really, he just literally volunteered to make us a website. And we were like, absolutely. Need. We've been working on it with us for, um, wow, probably like two months. And I mean, it's uh, it's awesome to say the least. Uh, and you can actually go there and you can, all of our podcasts or episodes are there. Um, there's links to everything we have, and there's actually a place to just send a raven. So right. yeah. if you don't, if you, um, it's probably going to be the the far more streamlined way of doing it because sometimes people send us messages on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or Gmail or you know yeah. Podbean messages or some people people leave ravens in you iTunes, you know reviews and 
all these different places. Well, now it's like you can clearly just go to this website. You can click Raven. You can type it in and you can press send and we get it. And it's should streamline everything. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody has my address and they've been actually sending a Raven, a legit, an actual. Yeah. Like Raven with a letter uh, with a tied on, you know, letter. so that's been we got to cut that crap out. I mean, it's cool, but um, we're going right. to try to streamline it. It's loud. Um, it's quite loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little crazy. The pecking on the window. It's nuts. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So we have a website, bendtheneepodcast dot com. Shout out to Sir to Sir Jimmy. Thanks so much. He's he's an awesome dude. He's also jacked yeah. out of his mind. So I mean, if we have a trial by combat, we're hitting him up. Yeah, sure. and sign that guy up. Yeah. <laughs> so um, another thing, we've got a couple of cool Patreon updates. I mean, we are going to. We're, we're, we're doing something crazy. We're, we're taking Discord to the next level. So if you've been in Discord and you've seen it's been a little bit quiet recently, uh, that's about to change. We are going to be in there by before almost every recording session. I think we'll be in there live in Discord recording the pre-show uh, into the crossroads. So hop in there to that voice channel. We were just in there beforehand doing a little trial run, seeing how it would work, trying to figure it all out. And it actually worked really well, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was able to record your audio and my audio really well and interact with everybody in the chat room. So, so yeah, so that'll be uh, at, the, at the $1 tier. So if you're listening and you're always like, ah, eh, you don't really know. I, I, I like listening to Matt Nez and I like um, the podcast and what have you, but, uh, you know, I, I don't really want to support you guys. I can't support it at a certain level on, on Patreon or whatever. We tried to give you guys something really cool at just the entry level. So at just mm-hmm. just at one dollar, you've got the pre-show. You can listen to that beforehand. And, and again, it's just us messing around. Kind of. We talked about right. sports, Captain Planet. What else did we talk about? We were anything and everything. Yeah, it's not. Sometimes I, I get up and you know I, I run into town and get a coffee. It's it's crazy. So it's just, yeah. <laughs> literally every time I call Sir yeah. Ezra. I mean, I'm not joking here. I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I, Literally every time I call him, he's um, I was like, hey, man, you know, just uh, like got off work. Like, you know, what are you thinking about, you know, for this episode we're going to do? Or yeah, um, do you see what this guy said in the group? Like, that's really funny. And like within two seconds, right. he's always like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, on. And it's like, I'm like, OK, you know, he's <laughs> driving him. He's talking on the phone or whatever. And then like literally the next the next lines are like, hi, welcome to Burger King. What would you like? <laughs> I mean, one dude. Just I mean, wait. every say. How much Burger King Woo. and Chipotle and McDonald's do oh. you eat? How much? What? How much fast food? You dude, know? here's the thing. We've thought about starting a fast food podcast just because, like, you talk about it. I mean, number one, I'm a, I'm a pop connoisseur, which I've said that before. Uh, you could right. blindfold me, and I don't care. I'll do this. I would do this on Not a Joke Productions. And well, I, I think we should because you know you've said I'm it good. many times. I'm good, but. You know, I'm 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 too. Can good. you tell the difference between Mountain Dew and Mountain Lightning? Like the absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, literally. I don't mean like oh nine times out of ten I get it right. I mean ten times out of ten times. Like yeah, so, try me, try me. Try, you know, <laughs> trial uh, by combat. Trial, by, yeah. So, anyways, um, but yeah, no, like I think that'd be kind of funny. We're doing the pre-show, and like all of a sudden I roll up, and it's like, "Welcome to the king." <laughs> it's like, "Wow, <laughs> what?" <laughs> I was like, yeah, "Can I get a nice coffee, uh, dude?" If, by the way, if you haven't tried their iced coffees, they're delicious. I mean, I used we used to go get French vanilla iced coffees at like McDonald's, like one buck, yeah, we'll, right, whatever. It's worth the extra dollar. 
at at BK at Burger King. Yeah, Dude, I agree. It's it's a sick coffee, man. It's, I agree. It's actually, I, I agree. And I, I agree on that. I only get that when I you know Starbucks is closed and you call me. You know that West Coast time, and I'm like, ah, all right, well. I guess we're recording tonight, so let me go get a Well, there's a, there's a there's a Starbucks not only on every corner, but, like, you know, in some people's houses out here. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, shoot. So, uh, but anyway, so not only at, at the $1 tier there will you get the pre-show, but you actually get to listen to the episode live. And you can mm. listen as much as you want. You can listen to the first part, and then it's like, oh, I'm going to listen to the rest of it later on when the guys drop it in high-quality, high-definition onto the whatever your player may be onto Podbean or onto iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcast. Uh, but the cool thing about that is as we're doing the show, and I told you I was going to do this, sir, Matt. I'm going to do it. Okay. So while we're doing the show or we're, we're, we're recording it, we're going through, we're in the chapter, we're discussing things, you know, I'm not perfect. Okay. All right. S- sir Ezra is watchful, but there was once a time where I was unwatchful. Okay, yeah. so my my watch ended for a quick second, and then I it had did. to, <laughs> I had to you know get back after it, but uh, I was spread too thin, doing too much. Uh, shout out to Lord Adam Parker and those who called me out for it. But mm-hmm. those were the days; those were the memories. But I cha- I mean, so I'm opening this up here as we go through the show, and if you're listening live at that one dollar tier on Patreon in the Discord chat, and we make a mistake and you call us out, we will see it. We will see your little remarks as we go through the chapter and let me tell you something right now you better be right when you call us out okay <laughs> okay because sir ezra well i'm no, i'm just kidding i want everyone to feel comfortable and feel like you can you can make a correction and, and if and if you're wrong i will politely tell you that you're that you're wrong and if i was wrong then i will i will uh, well it's gonna be a problem for me because i'm wrong all the time so. well well that's, <laughs> that's the point where it's it's fun i mean it's a cool way to kind of add to the show you know, uh, Sir Matt and I've always we, we've we've always believed that we wanted people who were listeners to influence the show, to have a good time, Absolutely. to feel like you know your voice was heard here on the show, uh, in one way or another. So that's a cool little little way to get a lot of our listeners in there. Um, just at, at you know, literally just one dollar a month. Come on, support us, help us out. And here's the thing. I mean, you know, I'm quitting my job. Okay, so <laughs> it's happening. Like whether mm-hmm. what, like I said. It's happening sooner rather than later, and um, it's it's it is known it is known where I'm at that I, that I'm I'm leaving, and that's a good thing for me. So I got to figure out what to do, and I want to I want to keep podcasting. I want to keep uh, creating, doing YouTube. You know, um, Sir Matt, remember the remember our first one of our first like Patreon episodes? We were doing like sort of a what do we call those? We were like um, it was like a report where we were kind of like we sat down, we we chatted with folks. Call the kinda, banners. Call the banners. Yeah, we did like a an update on on where we wanted to go and what our ambitions were and what our yeah, goals were. Yeah, we're gonna were, so. we need to do we need to do another one of those for Clash of Kings. Yeah, I think we yeah just to start off. Yeah, that would be a good idea. So, uh, and we're we're giving you that update kind of you know here, but I think maybe we'll we'll talk to some of our patrons and just uh just kind of go over that because uh, we have some really cool stuff. The website is sick. We've got the the next thing up is is merch. Trying to get more merch to you guys and making sure that we get mm-hmm. stuff you know to you guys. Um, in those in those reward tiers, which that's in the in the mail and on its way, and then we have something cool coming up here, uh, you know, around the new year at the start or twenty twenty or big kind of uh, right launch of of a couple things. So, anyways, we're excited. I hope you guys are excited, and I hope that you're 
that you're in on, you know, get like you're you're ready to go. You you want to jump into Discord, participate, listen. We record on Sundays. Sometimes we record on Saturdays, so it's a nice time if you're out and you're you're having a good time, you're chilling. You can come chill with us and and uh, and talk to us in the in the pre-show and then listen to the episode live and and uh, just have fun. It's just a just a way to kind of enjoy one another's company and talk about a great series that we love and speculate about the show that's coming up and make connections in in the series. It's not, it's, we're in a unique spot where, you know, the books are not finished and we get to still kind of make guesses and theorize about what is, about what's happening and where, where things could be going. So, right. And is it going to, is it going to at all tie in with the show too? So, I mean, that's, yeah. you know, something cool as well. Right. Right. So anyways, there you go. A little long winded, but uh, just wanted to, just wanted to go over those, those updates real quick and there's probably some more that we had talked about beforehand but i i can't remember any of them we we've been working on so much stuff and trying to get get things ready uh like earlier we were getting our cameras all functioning and ready for for not a joke productions uh missing an hdmi cable dog got slam on the guy who stole it from me uh <laughs> so <laughs> uh but anyways yeah yeah oh and by the way, that's the other thing too if, if you hop in on the we make a lot of inside jokes here on the show. We we make little references to certain things. Uh, all of that is revealed in the pre-show. We don't hold That's back. True. We don't hold back. No. And those are recorded too. We will be recording the pre-show, and at the one dollar level, you will get to you know if you can't hop in live on Saturday or Sunday, and sometimes Fridays, if you can't hop in there, that's fine. We will we will also been uh, uh, record and post that later in the week. So that is that is happening with the start of our Clash of Kings. Um, re- re- read through. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, man. That's all I got. I, I had to had to get that all out. <sighs> hey, that's that's good, man. That's good. You know, it's it's uh, it's crazy, man. You know, I'm just I'm just sitting here thinking, wow. We're at the end. You know, yeah. we're at the end of uh, the first book. It's 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 been a journey. You know, I mean, it's crazy thinking back to. I don't know. You the 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 night. The Night's Watch, Beyond the Wall, running into the others. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's yeah, it's I mean, yeah. What we're we've we've come such a long way, and we've learned even during this reread, it's it's been unique because we've had the show, and we we learned mm-hmm. even more, and we were able to add that into some of what we were what we've been reading. So, yeah, I I I, I don't know. I I knew we would get here, but it was just such a long ways off when we started that I was like. It was it was it was hard to see. We were doing we were doing, I don't know. It's the evolution of the podcast is is it's crazy and it's fantastic. And we have so many more listeners, and uh, we love all you guys. And we're we're just super happy that you've joined in and, and that a lot of people have bought in and decided, hey, we we want to pick up with uh, Clash of Kings and keep going. So yeah, it's it's exciting. All right, man. Well, you want to do it? Yeah. Let's do it, man. All right. Daenerys 10, um, chapter 72. Daenerys builds a funeral pyre for Drogo and places her dragon eggs amongst his treasures. When she attempts to take control of the few remaining Dothraki as a Callwood, she is refused. As night falls, Daenerys lights the pyre and is drawn by instinct, uh, instinct deep into the Inferno. When the pyre dies, the, other, uh, the others find her unburnt and nursing her first three baby dragons, you know, in, in hundreds of years. Hmm. Holy cow. Yeah. Wild. This is this. It's it's uh, we said it last week, like the magic comes back and uh, it, it's just it's 
I don't know. It's 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 really epic. You know, something interesting that I noticed in this in this chapter, um, I, for, I kind of forgot that she she ties her to the pyre that that mm-hmm. Danny has her tied and and pours the oil over uh, Mira's head and kind of burns her and she's singing that song and stuff. I almost wondered if some of what she's singing and saying is is a part of the the magic. If that's somehow, I mean, right. I know she says it's sort of like. That, that what she learned was that uh, only life can pay for, or only death can can pay for life, and so um, one of the reasons why she has has her has her burnt there. Uh, but it's it's cool. It's 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 crazy to think when she starts this chapter, she has to be bold, and she's got to remember who she is. And even though everybody in her air quote Kalasar is like kind of like, hey, you're you're kind of doing things outside of the norm here, and this is not really the way it works. She doesn't care. She just kind of no. she's a I don't, she's she's on a mission. She knows what she's about. She's not a joke. She's so. not a joke, man. <laughs> no, she's not a joke, man. Uh, but, yeah, you want to go ahead and read the, uh, the verse a little bit yeah. here? The land was red and dead and parched, and good wood was hard to come by. Her foragers returned with gnarled cottonwoods, purple brush, uh, sheaves of brown grass, they took the two uh, straightest trees, hacked the limbs and branches from them, skinned off their bark, and split them, laying the logs in a square. Its center uh, they filled with straw, brush, bark shavings, and bundles of dry grass. Ricaro chose a stallion from the small herd that remained to them. He was not the equal of Caldrogo's red, but few horses were. In the center of the square, uh, Ago fed him with a withered apple and dropped him in an instant with an axe blow between the eyes. Bound hand and foot, Mira Mazdur watched from the dust with uh, disquit uh, in her black eyes. It is not enough to kill a horse, she told Danny. By itself, the blood is nothing. You do not have the uh, words to make a spell, nor the wisdom to find them. Do you think blood magic is a game for children? You call me ma- uh, magi as if it were a curse, but uh, all it means is wise. You were a child. Uh, with a child's ignorance. Whatever you mean to do, it would not work. Loose me from these bonds, and I will help you. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, and so she says, uh, I am tired of the you know, mad guy's braying, Danny told Joko. Uh, he took his whip to her, and after that, the god's wife kept silent. Yeah, she's yeah. not uh, trying to perform blood magic, although no. it may be what she actually does. Yeah, well, yeah, that was kind of my point. I mean, I don't really know. This is all kind of a... A mystery. I mean, she's the dragon is awakening in her, and it's this old power and and her and her old blood that uh, is is working its magic here. We're gonna have, I mean, a pretty hot fire. Plus, we've got some some sacrificing going on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Maybe you do have to have a blood sacrifice. Yeah, that could that could be part of it. Um, maybe that's what they were missing at Summerhall. They weren't. Uh, well, maybe that's yeah yeah maybe. So I don't know, but I think it's, yeah, she's, she is done listening to this lady talk. And, uh, she says here in a little bit, you know, you're, uh, once she realizes that she's going to be tied to the fire, uh, she's like, you won't hear me scream. Why? Well, yeah, no, I just, it's well, kinda, we're about to, we're, we're about to find out. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, it's just, a. You, you remember how we talked in the, in season eight there, people were talking about, well, wh- where are some of the signs that Danny is kind of going mad or whatever. I'm not saying that this is a sign that she's going mad, but she definitely has a, we, we see not, not a different side of her, but we see this, uh, she's, well, she's fed up. She's matter of fact. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, she's like, it's, 
Yeah, it's it's one thing to, you know, like you know, John when John Snow um, executes, you know, Janus Slint, it's quick and to the point. Yeah, you know, like no pun intended. Um, this is kind of different. Like, oh, you know, you're gonna die like a slow death mm-hmm. and a and a and a painful one. Yeah. Well, and and the Targaryens are all about fire, blood right. and fire. So be a dragon, and that's what she does. Yeah, fire and blood, man. It's just, and that think about their words too, fire and blood, right? So I don't know. I, that, that could be. Uh, yeah, it's it's all part of this. The the, the her her dragons being born and and, and coming back. Now, um, something that's neat. We see Sir, Sir Jorah is is really right. concerned. He thinks that she is doesn't see. I don't know, she she's keeping a all of this close to the chest, and she's not really letting everybody know all of her secrets and what she's been thinking and what's been working. Right. They on the inside th- yeah. of her. Yeah. yeah, they think that like, oh, hey, we're going to do this and then we're going to move on. No, it's a little different than that. Yeah, well, and also, you know, Jorah thinks she's going to kill herself. He, he thinks she's going to get up right. on that pyre and and end her own life. And he's sort of like, you know, it's there's more than that. He's like, there's there's more to life. Like, don't don't give in. And you know, he even references Ashai again and, and going traveling with him across Essos and right. Um, well, so. you know, I, I I also like this line here. Um, you know, he's a princess. He began. You know, and Danny says, you know, why do you call me that? My brother Viserys was your king. You know, was he not? He was mm-hmm. my lady. Well, Viserys is dead. I am his heir, the last blood of House Targaryen. Whatever was his is mine. My queen, Sir Jorah says, going to one knee. And that's like a difference. I mean, it's almost yep. like she is a different character now than she really was before. I mean, you know, we see a lot of these characters arcs. You know, you see like Sansa and you know, John and everybody, how they get, you know, they become, they grow up throughout the series. Well, I mean, Daenerys is like way different right now than mm-hmm. she was chapters back. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She's kind of set. And actually that should have been a sign for us that she's, she wants more. She mm-hmm. wants to be called queen and she will be queen and she will rule. And uh, yeah, but, but he doesn't see it yet. He, you know, this is, we haven't seen this type of, uh, feet or this this magic or this whatever we, dragons haven't been around it they're almost like i don't know it's 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 odd to think that she what what she's about to pull off to hasn't been seen and i don't know hunt well it hasn't been that long really when you think right. about it but but i guess uh yeah i don't know she she's uh she's about to pull off the impossible here and he just doesn't you know none of them yeah. see it coming yeah i mean he says you know like um he says i will not watch you burn and she says is that what you fear Danny kissed him on on his on his forehead. I am not such a child uh, as that, sweet sir. Um, you do not mean to die with him. You swear it, my queen. I swear it. She said in the common tongue. Um, hmm. Yeah, she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't mean to die. No, nope. She's got plans. So um, they talk more about this the the platform and just uh, building the pyre and and uh, all the things that they put on top of it, right? So mm-hmm. Cal Drogo, a lot of his. His weapons and his, um, I don't know, his tent and everything, all of his possessions kind of go with him. And they were going to put her possessions, up, her, her, her wedding gifts, right? Mm-hmm. That, that was something that they were going to put up there on the pyre with him. And, and he and Danny says that, uh, that she'll need those. So she wants to kind of keep those with her and won't allow that to, those things to be burned. 
So when she has a purpose for them, for, for each of them, because she's trying to form her own Kalasar, right? She said, I see the faces mm. of slaves. I free you. Take off your collars. Go if you wish. No one shall harm you. So right here, we've, she was already looking out after those women who were being, um, you know, attacked earlier uh, in, in, in the fighting when, when Cal Drogo gets kind of cut and poisoned and stuff. And she saved the witch and, and some of the other lambs people. But now she's really freeing these slaves. So we, we kind of we, we see that and that's something she'll we know she'll continue to do. Um, she said, but if you stay, it will be as brothers and sisters, husbands and wives. Uh, so that probably got their their attention. Um, she said, I see the children, women and wrinkled faces of the aged. I was a child yesterday. Today I am a woman. Tomorrow I will be old to each of you. I say, give me your hands and your hearts and there will always be a place for you. And this is where she kind of turns to the three young warriors and to Jogo she goes over and hands the silver handled whip one of her right. bride gifts and she names him Ko and she asks for his oath to live and die as blood of my blood riding at my side to keep me safe from harm so they're all hesitant each of these three young men are hesitant because he said it would be a shame it would shame me to be blood rider to a woman it's they're gonna have a drastic change in of of opinion here in in a little bit, right? You know, yeah. yeah their their world's about to be turned upside down. Uh, they only know what they know, right? It's funny that they always it, it is known. Well, <laughs> is it all known? What what, what nah, all do we know? It's not. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, each of them has has a similar response, right? Ricaro kind of says the same thing. Um. One of them pledges to take her back to to Vastothrak, uh, to be beneath the mother of mountains, with the Dash Kaleen. and that's where he kind of thinks that she should go. That's right. So after Cal Drogo has died, that's where she's supposed to go back to their sacred city, and be there with the other women, um, wives of the, of of former former Cal's, and and rule that city. And but that is not her place. That's not where she's where she's going. Um, at least not yet. We know from the show and other, you know, material that she'll she'll eventually get there one day and and cause a ruckus. <laughs> but um, yeah. So um, oh yeah, and then she finally gets to to Sir Jorah, first and greatest of my knights. I have no bride gift to give you, but I swear to you, one day you shall have my hands. Uh, you shall have from my hands uh, a long sword like none the world has ever seen dragon forged and made of valyrian steel and i would ask for your oath as well and you simply you know kneeling uh you have it my queen i vow to serve you to obey to die for you if need be whatever may come whatever may come he answers so and she shall and i shall hold you to that oath you know like as well yeah and and really he he does become he's he's her He's extremely important to her. Uh, yeah, you are the first of my queen's guard. You know she says. Yep, yep. So it's cool. I I I always root for him so hard. He's just he you know he got a kiss on the forehead earlier, and he says that um, that earlier Viserys you know even though he's dead that he had his sword, but he never had his heart, and that she does that he would do anything for her. Essentially, he makes that clear that it's not just about. Um, having his sword or his loyalty or whatever. He, she has more than that. 
you know, she she can command him um you know she she has almost like a, a stronger bond or connection to Ser Jorah so yeah uh and I like that so she, this is when so when she starts walking away right you know and she's and she's thinking about all, all of this stuff she's like you know if I look back I'm lost mm-hmm. so it's like she knows what she has to do and and you know it's when she's doing that whole speech and going around giving everyone her thing um you know she knows she can't like you know and immediately when somebody's immediately you know the first guy's like well i um i can't you know i don't i don't i won't work for you know he's like i can't ride with a woman um you know jogo when she when she's talking to jogo but you know if she were to give up there the whole thing would be over so i just yeah yeah, i like i like that we do get that internal like if i look back i'm lost line just so she can think about it you know so yeah. You know, it says her bath was scalding hot when Erie helped her into the tub, but Danny did not flinch or cry aloud. She liked the heat. It made her feel clean. Jiqui had scented the water with oils uh, she had found in the market of Vaistothrak. You know, the steam rose moist and fragrant. Like, you know, she's getting ready. Like, she knows. Like, Danny knows she what's what's about to happen and how, she, you know, the, the warmth is like her ally. It's her friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's another reminder to her for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, so all this preparation is happening, and, and she's also preparing her husband for, you know, she she kind of washes and cleans his body after after her handmaidens leave. But, you know, one thing you mentioned that I, I don't want to forget, she, she does this a lot, and she'll do this in, in, in the next book, is she has to prepare for, like, she kind of knows that when she gives that order, she she tells, um, she creates her own blood riders and is creating her queen's guard, that, that initially, if she were a man, People would have reacted differently. She, it's very. It is known how how they would react and what they would do. It is not known how they're going right. to react to her, and she has to have this stoic kind of face. And she, she is anticipating that they that things that they are not going to react either kindly or or or, or in a the way that she wants. And so she kind of has to like be ready for that and then just keep moving on. That's what I love about that line is, you know, like, as you said, if I look back, I am lost. There's no looking back. It's not, they're not going to, whatever they do is not going to cause her to react in a way that's like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. It's like, no, this is, I am here. We are. I'm moving forward. I am the queen. I rule what I say goes and that's it. And I'm not. I'm not changing. I'm not. I'm not waiting. So okay, on here's it, a qu- so. here's a question for you. Just because yeah. I'm kind of thinking about it and thinking about the parallel, yeah. who do you think? So, um, like in kind of comparing her to Cersei, right? Because you know Cersei tells people to do all the, all the time and they listen, right? Because she's the queen, and you know it's just easy. Even after Robert's dead and Joffrey's the king, um, but you know Cersei is in this position where she has power. And everyone listens to her, but she's she has to manage it through, you know, Tywin and Joffrey and Tommen, um, whereas Daenerys has to struggle a lot harder at first. And then even really once Danny is in power, she's not really taken seriously. So who do like who do Mm -hmm. you think has it harder? Yeah. I think Danny does for sure, because one she doesn't have that because um, even if you were a high lady just like within the Lannister family or the Starks or whoever like it's ingrained you're in when you speak you're you're yeah I mean like Arya and Sansa even being children know that they can say well my father is hand of the king and so on and and so so she doesn't have that and then two she's over in Essos which everything there is a little different it's just a little not backwards but it's like she really there there's 
I don't know. She's uh, working. Well, the Dothraki themselves are also very different from even maybe the politics right. and the culture and stuff in the free cities because they were treated kind of well, kindly. The, their name uh, carried a lot of weight in the free cities, and they were given things and and allowed to stay for free and whatever. And uh, hopefully that that kindness that was showed to them would be rewarded later on when they came into their own or if someone ever put them in a position of power. But yeah, I kind of still think she has it harder. And I think just because of the path she took here with the Dothraki and having to make something out of that and figure out how to get back to civilization. And yeah, I mean, once she has her dragons, it make it, it becomes certainly a little bit easier. Uh, But yeah, sure. Yeah. it. um, Yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's, it's still hard for a long, a long way. I think she, if you look at like, I guess if you're comparing her just to Cersei, it's like, I don't know. I mean, it would be harder for Cersei for if she went if she were in Danny's shoes and didn't have dragons. Yeah, but so I think it's just harder for Danny because of the path she takes and being an orphan and and being the last of her bloodline, sort of uh, the last dragon, being in a foreign land and you know now losing her, uh, Khal Drogo and everything. I mean, right, right where she's at right now, she has not. She just has these dragon eggs and a couple. Maybe really, Sir Jorah saying, you know, he would truly, I think, even if the if the dragons don't hatch, he's going to stay with her and he would follow her to the ends of the world. The others, I don't know that they would. They're going to need some convincing, and that's what she's going to provide here in just a just a few pages. But uh, I, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, you, I think it's I think it's harder for yeah. For I don't know. I kind of go back and forth a little just because I think you know once Danny has the dragons. It's it's a game it's a game changer and Cersei's yeah. struggles, you know, ultimately ends up coming with the faith, um, and she also but she it's like she has like Danny has outright power where she she can at least tell people oh, well we're about to see what's going to happen whereas Cersei can sometimes say like we're about to see what happens but it still has to go through you know like Tyrion or whoever or you know whatever so I don't know it's just interesting it's just it's just interesting to think about the difference in like power between those two characters yeah yeah it is yeah yeah i don't know the crazy thing is too like we like right. Danny more i mean i think cersei has her moments but it's for right now we're, we're so hardcore rooting for for danny that uh yeah we, we might overlook some of yeah that, absolutely that's what i'm kind of saying so um all right, so let's let's keep keep going here. I mean, so she's preparing Cal Drogo, right? She's kind of um, thinking about the first time that they were together, and thinking about how the first time that she touched him, and and uh, you know that the, their their wedding night and being under the sky and all that good all that good stuff. We do hear a re- we there are several references to the bells, mm-hmm. so many bells, know, gold man, and I silver and bronze. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, bells so his enemies would hear him coming and grow weak with fear. Uh, she dressed him in horsehair leggings and high boots, buckling a belt of heavy gold and silver medallions about his waist. So, yeah, just kind of getting him ready, putting everything on him, uh, preparing him to be to be burned, uh, as as is the way with the Dothraki and the you know Targaryens. Um. So here we go. Yeah, she she 
they, they laid him down on the cushions and the silks, his head towards the mother of mountains far to the northeast. Oil, she commanded, and they brought forth jars and poured them over the pyre, soaking the silks and the brush and the bundles of dry grass until the oil trickled from beneath the logs and the air was thick with, with fragrance. Bring my eggs, she commanded. Her handmaidens uh, rushed forward with, with the eggs. Um, Sir Joya, you know, he, he took her arm. My queen, uh, Drogo will have no use for the, for the dragon eggs in the, in the Nightlands. Better to sell them in a shy, so he right. thinks they're going to be destroyed. When, if you put them in the, you know, in the fire, and we already saw her kind of save her, mm-hmm. her wedding gifts and pass those on and, and use those. So it's like, why, why would you right. then put the eggs in there? So, yeah, um, they were not given to me to sell. She told, she told him. So she climbed the pyre herself to place the eggs around her sun and stars, uh, the black beside his heart, uh, under his arm, the green beside his head, uh, his braid coiled around it the cream and gold down between his legs. When she kissed him for the last time, Danny could taste the sweetness of the oil on his lips. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Is there, is there any correlation between where those, uh, <laughs> where those eggs are placed around, around Drago? <laughs> you know, one's smarter, one's, you know, closer to the heart. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, as she climbs off, though, she notices that Mira is, is watching her and uh, wants to know if she's mad. Are you mad? So we talked about mm-hmm. the madness and little tiny references to maybe her right. going crazy or mad uh, are are mentioned here. I mean, I guess I, you would if you were watching this and you you don't know what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. It does seem kind of crazy. It does seem a little bit like, what are you doing? This is this is stupid. We could sell those, or why wouldn't you just keep those? Right. Why are you going to burn them? It it all seems nuts. Yeah, at first. and then Danny pours the oil so, over the um, woman's head herself. And she says, you know, I thank you, mm-hmm. Mira Mazda, for the lessons mm-hmm. you have taught me. And then you you will not hear me scream. I will. Yeah. Yeah, she will. Yeah. Um well one line too here that's really that's really key. Um when when she when she's calling her mad and she's she's talking about that, she says, Is it so far from madness to wisdom? Right. <laughs> You know, what's, right. what's but, the, you know, right, right here, though, it's like, you know, yeah. I want uh, she says, you know, but it's not your screams. I want only your life. I remember what you told me. Only death can pay for life. So do you think mm-hmm. Mir Mazder knows that the, that the dragons like is it is this is it is it just because Danny stands with them in the fire and the fire wakes them up and it's like, you know, she's there with them, you know, almost think about like, you know, like a chicken. I I, I mean. I don't know how this works, but I, you know, the chicken lays on the eggs, right? And then, like, you know, you gotta like heat them up, or whatever. yeah, you know, I mean, right. is it something like that, right? You know, I, yeah. <laughs> That's like, is 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 Daenerys going in there? You know what I mean? Is like is like, like a chicken? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just you, saying, you I'm just saying, specific. You think you about want, it, was like the heat, to... right? It's like the heat's what, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, fire and blood, right? That's I think she's gathering to that this blood sacrifice is important as well and right now everyone thinks too maybe that she's trying to bring back Kyle Drogo I don't right. know if they know that she that she killed him or that she really you know um, yeah euthanized him but it seems like they think that's what she's trying to do and and really she's she has this crazy idea to yeah. um, hatch these hatch these yeah. dragon eggs 
So well, so you know what's interesting though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. So then, so then you go you go on a little bit here. It says you know, about when a horse lord dies, his horse is slain with him, so he might ride proud into the nightlands. The bodies are burned beneath the open sky, and the call rises on his fiery steed to take his place among the stars. The more fiercely the man burned in his life, the brighter the star will sh- uh, will shine in the darkness. Uh, Jogo spied it first. There, he said in a hushed voice, Danny looked and saw it low in the east. The first star was a comet burning red, blood red, fire red, the dragon's tail. She couldn't have asked for a stronger sign. So a, lo- a big misconception is a lot of people think, oh, well, the the comet comes because of the dragons. Like it's like the dragons awake and then the comet comes. No, no, no. In the in the mm-hmm. show, that's yeah. how they portray it, right? That's when it it starts. Hey, there's the comet, you know, and everyone thinks, you know, Stannis thinks it's for him. Um, Joffrey thinks it's for him. Yeah. Um, I think it's because Jon Snow right. goes into the north, you know, and then it's that's that's because it yeah, clearly yeah. happens right. here before the dragons, not the other way mm-hmm. around. Which a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of people there's a there's a misconception there from if you were to just watch the show. Yeah, and what it says right there, right, that she sees this as yeah. A, as so a maybe, so maybe that's a coincidence. And maybe it's like you know, the comet does mean something, and you like maybe mm-hmm. that's what like at Summer Hall when they tried to wake the eggs. Maybe had there been a red comet, um, then maybe that that would have happened because everyone always says a red comet only means well, one thing: dragons. Yeah, you know, I mean, so. Whatever the stirring is in this Targaryen blood, you know, back clear, clear back to Danny's the Dreamer and all of these Targaryens who have, I don't know if you call it powers, but they've got like dragon dreams and green dreams, whatever you want to call it. Um, Danny is like may, maybe this comet coming back is is sort of what is helping the dragon to right. yeah, yeah. awake in her, and so that you could you could make that case that it's it's a rival is is even though she, that she's been. You know, realizing that that uh, the scalding water doesn't burn her, and that she's 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 the unburnt. Uh, you know, maybe the closer, maybe that comet has some crazy power. Or it's it causes right. something. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but it is it is neat because that is a misconception. I think. Yeah, some, sometimes people think that it's uh, the dragons or whatever right. something that Danny did that that brought the comet or whatever. But it's just it's just a sign. It's a correlation. Yeah, to kind of. So yeah, so she thrust. Uh, she sees that as as a good sign, and then uh, takes takes one of the torches there and just lights this bad boy on on fire. Um, and you've got Mira Mazder in there. Just she's she's tied up. Uh, she begins to sing in a in a, in a shrill um, voice, and, and the flames are whirling around. And uh, eventually, this is terrible. But they you know they end up kind of consuming her, and mm-hmm. her her song grew louder and and shriller and then eventually um you know the yeah it, it the, the the screaming does take place uh, and it's full of agony and it's terrible um and and now that now the flames reached her her drogo and now uh they were all around him his uh clothing took fire and for an instant the cowl was clad in wisp of floating orange silk and tendrils of curling smoke gray and greasy uh, Danny's lips parted and she found herself holding her breath. Part of her wanted to go to him as Sir Jorah had feared, to rush into the flames to beg for his forgiveness and take him inside her one last time, the fire melting the flesh from their bones until they were as one forever. 
She could smell the odor of burning flesh no different than horse flesh roasting in a fire pit. The pyre roared in the deepening dusk like some great beast, drowning out the fainter sound of Miramazder's screaming and sending up long tongues of flame to lick at the belly of the night. As the smoke grew thicker, the Dothraki backed away, coughing. Huge orange gouts of fire unfurled their banners in the hellish wind, the logs hissing and crackling, glowing cinders rising on the smoke to float away into the dark like so many newborn fireflies. The heat beat at the air with great red wings, driving the, the Dothraki back, driving off even Mormont. But Danny stood her ground. She was the blood of the dragon, and the fire was in her. Mm-hmm. So doesn't that heat doesn't... Her. I almost think... Yeah, I, I almost think she doesn't notice that it's getting hotter and that it, that, that, that the press, that it's, you know, uh, the, to everyone else, it's like they're like, oh, boy, we got we to gotta back up here. But I don't think she, maybe if she sees them backing up, she would back up. But to her, there's no indication like, oh, yeah, this is getting too hot. We should mm-hmm. <laughs> probably back away. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's crazy. So she's looking at this. What yeah, you, I mean, well, she's thinking? thinking about the fire. She's thinking? talking about she's how it's the like, fire. The, it seems like a dance, right? Like the, the wedding too. You know, this is a wedding too. You know, she says, um, the God's wife thought her a child, but children grow and children learn, you know, and Danny like comes to love the, the fire, right? I mean, here she's talking about it. So um, the flames were mm-hmm. so brutal, beautiful, the loveliest things she had ever seen. Uh, each one a sorcerer robed in yellow and orange and scarlet, swirling long uh, smoky cloaks. She saw crimson um, fire lions and great yellow serpents and unicorns made of pale blue flame. When she uh, she saw fish and foxes and monsters and wolves and bright birds and flowering trees, each more beautiful than the last. She saw a horse, a great stallion, uh, limed in uh, in smoke, its flowing mane a nimbus of blue fame, uh, flame. Yes, my love, my sun and stars. Yes, mount now, ride now. You know, her vest had begun to smolder, so Danny shrugged mm. it off and let it fall to the ground. Uh, the painted leather burst into sudden flame as she skipped uh, closer to the fire, her breast bare to the blaze, streams of milk fl- uh, flowing from her red and swollen nipples. Now she thought, now and an instant she glimpsed Cal Drogo before her, mounted on his smoky stallion, a flaming lash in his hand. He smiled and, wi- uh, and a whip snake down at the pyre hissing. She heard a crack, the sound of shattering stone. The platform of wood and brush and grass began to shift and collapse in upon itself. Uh, bits of burning wood slid down at her, and Danny was showered with ash and cinders. And, and something else came crashing down, bouncing and rolling to land at her feet. A chunk of carved rock, pale and veined with gold, broken and smoking. The roaring filled the world, yet dimly through the firefall, Danny heard uh, women shriek and children cry out in wonder. Only death can pay for life. Hmm. Yeah, pr- pretty wild. I mean, so the cracks that we keep hearing, so there'll be a third crack here, right? We're, we're hearing, um, you know, the the, the the starting of the of the pyre kind as of well falling as the in on itself and, and everything. And yes, right, yeah. Um, man uh yeah because mm-hmm. she's it's described right there pale veined with gold uh broken right. and, and smoking um and then and we have oh man and she's starting to think too like like you, she can almost like hear sir jorah yelling and, and and calling and cursing right he can't get to her he can't he can't do anything to kind of stop her because 
I mean, he's not uh, fire resistant or whatever. So she's, but she's like, can't you see? Can't you? Can't you see what's 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 happening here? Um, the fire is mine. It's like right. this madness. Call it what it is. It's madness. It just consumed her. The the flames. I mean, it's you know, I, I, I think about the madness too. Later on, we see in season eight, like all the flames around, all the stuff. You know, it's just she's already attacking right. the city. It's I don't know the bells and the fire. You know, crazy but you know she something drew her into this and in, in, into this fire and, and drew her near um right these dragons that mm-hmm. are hatching from these eggs so um yeah when, when the fire died at last and the, and the ground became cool enough to walk upon sir jorah found her amidst the ashes surrounded by blackened logs and bits of glowing ember and the burnt bones of a man and woman and a stallion she was naked covered with soot her clothes turned to ash her beautiful hair all crisped away Yet she was unburnt, unhurt. Um, and then that's when he sees, you know, uh, the cream and gold dragon was suckling at her left breast, uh, the green and bronze at the right, her arms cradled them close. The black and scarlet beast was draped mm-hmm. across her shoulders. Whew. Man. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's wordless. He falls to his knees, and all the men... Um, came up behind him oh they, they lay down their weapons blood of my blood they're all kind of murmuring that as they as they show up i think they're just blown away right like like what do you do i mean they they've watched her i mean it took a while for that right for that to cool down it wasn't it happens quick here for us but they probably watched her in there burning for a while and her clothes burn off and she is unburnt and I, I I can almost imagine maybe you heard some, the the dragons there. You 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 heard the cracking. You probably thought it was logs at first, and when everything kind of dies down, as it's dying down, they have time to process and go, "Holy cow, she is still alive!" And there are other creatures in there with her. Uh, it just crazy, crazy man. Um. Uh, as as Daenerys Targaryen rose to her feet, she uh, her her black hissed, pale smoke venting from its mouth and nostrils. The other two pu- the other two pulled away from her breast and added their voices to the call. Um, translucent wings unfolding and stirring the air, and for the first time in hundreds of years, the night came alive c- came alive with the music of dragons. Yeah. So we had we had Mira singing her spells and and uh, her. Her crazy song there, and now we have the um, this this uh, song of fire starting. We'll have a song of ice and fire, right? It's the whole series, but now we've got these dragons that are alive, and what are we gonna do? So crazy, crazy. Yep. Oh my gosh! Any any thoughts? Yeah, you, you know, know I, just I just think like, you know I mean, when you look at when you look there and you look at you know Danny her evolution as a character um you know you know in one thing i mean just in trying to find some justification for you know season eight you know she's in you know almost like the fire gives her power and you know she's talking about like oh you will right like almost getting like enjoyment i guess you i think you could say um about you know, killing Mary Mazda. So I, I just think it's it's something to think about. You know, for because mm-hmm. the people for the I think there's a lot of justification, not justification, but a lot of uh, foreshadowing 
is, is the word I'm looking for. And I think you can look right here and say, you know, if this is the route they go down in the books for Danny's kind of what seems like a sudden shift to a lot of people uh, thinking, oh, man, I don't know. I'd, I'd look right here and look at it a little differently, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's so unfortunate, too. And I, just, I have to say this because it is, I'm thinking about it here as it concerns Daenerys, like in the books. Something that George kind of prides himself on is is laying a real subtle sort of like the real subtle hints on the on the first read through. It's like maybe if you were really reading close, you'd get it. But it takes a second time. And you're like, oh, that's starting to come out a little bit clearer. And then a third read through and you're like, wow, look at all these different references, the bells and the, you know, uh, fire and blood. And the, he just weaves so many different things into his writing. But we never got we, we haven't seen. It's not finished, so we really don't know how all these little breadcrumbs are going to grow and and and, and evolve and, and fit together. It just it's it's really unfortunate because the show people can say, well, it's 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 abrupt and it, and it feels like this just happened out of nowhere. Um, we don't think it's going to happen that way in the books, and and I don't necessarily think it's the show's fault that it, that happened. It's like that's where he wants to take it, and maybe they could have done a better job earlier on of showing how of her being a little bit you know, crazier and stuff, but you only have so much time and it's a TV adaptation and it's just, but there are some of those breadcrumbs and we're, I think now that we know this is the unique position we said that we're in now that we've seen season eight and we kind of understand maybe where George is going to go. We can look at it and say, let's look for the references to brand becoming King. Let's look at references for Danny going mad and crazy. I don't think I ever would have made the connection with the bells had we not have seen, right. I don't think we would have been talking about that if we wouldn't have seen the TV show. I mean, so yeah, that's, it's really, it's really crazy that, that that's where we're at. But, um, yeah, anyways, it's awesome. It's neat. And it's, it's cool that, uh, I can only imagine when you, when you first started reading this and I'd love to get somebody on who, who was there in the beginning and who, who read the first, you know, read the first book at game of Thrones and, and had to wait for clash of Kings to come out. I wonder what their thoughts were, you know, just like it could go anywhere. There's so many little references and and stuff to like when in this chapter, Sir Jorah is mentioning the places that they can go. Yeti, Karth, he mentions a and it's like he mentions another uh, two, two or three more. And it's like they could go to any of those places. But George had in his mind that that they would go to the city of Karth. And that's that's where they're going to go. And so. He mentions the Shai so many different times. We never end up getting there. We never end up going there. But people come from that city, and it's just it's it's crazy to uh, to, to think about how what's going on in his head when he, when he was writing this, and then just how it's how it's evolved. Is uh, is the characters of I thought, and I've said this like when we got into a Dance of Dragons. I'm like, holy cow! You know, you, you're introducing new characters and new contenders for the throne and stuff. This thing's never going to end. This is just it's wild, but. Uh, yeah, it's epic, and that, that's why, because we talked, was it last week we mentioned that um, A Clash of Kings is going to be, the cast just sort of um, expands, and we're going to have a lot more houses to track down and, and connections, and, you know, the, actually, in A Clash of Kings, you actually start to notice a couple, not mistakes, but you notice some some issues with um, the houses and, and who's still kind of, uh, one of them we were we were talking about in the Patreon series, Robert Baratheon, his let's see, not his father, but his grandfather right. or grandmother. One of them being alive and House Estermont and and 
like a, a mistake is made later on in the books and it's like there's just so it starts to get so big and expansive that i don't know it's hard to keep track of yeah so yeah man it's the it's just it, it's about to get so much bigger sir ezra <laughs> i mean immediately the the next chapter we're going to be in everything changes you know the we're going to be talking about uh the red god relore and stannis baratheon and Patchface and um you know and how yeah. i mean that's this is kind of it right i mean up until this point we haven't really seen a lot of magic really and all that changes mm-hmm. right here with with this chapter and that really sets the tone for like the rest of the series yeah yep yeah Oh, so that's exciting. Can't wait to get into it. Um, now, just a quick little update is since we, we finished there, we'll, we'll keep we'll, uh, we have a raven and a couple of things to get to here. But moving forward uh, this week, we're uh, Sir Matt's actually uh, going to be back mm-hmm. in, in in Ohio for a little bit. So we're going to do uh, some recording and some podcasting business and, and different things like that. Uh, we talked about all those updates at the top of the show and we're going to iron some of that out this week. Uh, so be ready for that we will be recording some clash of kings episodes mm-hmm. ahead of time we're going to try to record in advance so we're going to take a week or two here and we're going to actually announce when, when, well we had raven's nest coming up we wanted to make that announcement we'll make it in the facebook group as well but raven's nest is going to be we're going to have like a discussion over the book and just like a big game of thrones book discussion with our bannermen um, and when did you want to do that sir matt Raven's Nest. Well, it can't be unfortunately this coming Sunday because I will not be back yet. Um, I'm saying Sunday the thirteenth. Okay, yeah, October thirteenth. Let me take a look here. On, on the yeah, fly, council Sunday meeting, the business meeting here. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, cool. So we'll try to do that on the thirteenth. Um, have our Raven's Nest. So. We'll kind of have a week there, and then we'll we'll um, yeah. So we, you guys might be two weeks without uh, without something. We'll have yes, some we Patreon will. content that's coming out though for you guys to to kind of tide you guys over. We'll hold Raven's Nest on the thirteenth, and then get that out to you that week. And then the following week, we will start a Clash of Kings. So we're recording that and getting that ready. If you're interested in hopping into some of the Patreon episodes, or you want to listen live. Like I said, this is the week to go figure that out. Uh, hop into, you know, head over to patreon.com forward slash bend the knee. Hop into the $1 tier. That's it. Uh, and 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 go from there. Uh, there's a bunch of other cool stuff. We've got a lot of people in on Patreon. So there's other rewards, other tiers. Um, our Heron Hall series has been great. We just posted that this past weekend. So, you know, the, that's that's there for you to enjoy. Anything that we've actually ever posted uh, beforehand. Yeah, is, you get is, access you get as access soon as you join. Yep. Once you, yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, just kind of getting getting ready for that. Um, trying to think here, other things. Uh, yeah, because we will be recording this week, so we're going to have a couple pre-show uh, sessions. If you guys want to get in there and have some fun, this is the week, this week, and then this weekend. Um, since Sir Matt is going to be back, we're going to have a lot of fun and just get some recording done. So be sure to hop in there. The only way you can get into the Discord is is through Patreon. I mean, there is a there is a general sort of anybody can hop in and kind of uh, get in the text chats, but then the voice channels are, are Patreon exclusive, so make sure you guys go check that out. Um, okay, now we're going to move into 
Send a Raven, right? We were talking to Maglum before the show, and we have uh, a Raven by him pulled Go up right here. Ahead, so, Matt, is it okay Absolutely. if I yeah, let's do it. dive into that? Okay. So, um, let's see here. Yeah. Truth cuts deepest. Boy, here he is. Um, so, I've heard a lot of people saying that they loved John John's King in the North scene in the show, but I actually forgot about it. Rob's scene stuck with me more personally, and here's why I think... Uh, that is, after hearing the, la- the, the latest chapter reread and your thoughts, um, for, for Rob following after his father uh, is, that's his whole way of life. Heck, the whole reason he dies uh, is because he is trying to live up to Ned's standard or his, his, his conduct, you know, the way that he conducts himself. Sacrificing his own honor for the sake of, uh, of, of Jane Westerling. So him becoming a leader to all the North one held in a higher position than his own father feels like a dream come true for him in a way. It's a milestone in his goals to live up to his father's legacy. John really doesn't have that same drive in his story. Yeah, and that's a good point, right? I mean, so Rob is there. There, yeah, he is. I mean, we we know Rob as a Stark. I mean, he is. He is. That is uh, his father. He is the heir. Uh, next up in line. So John's is and John's reluctant. Yeah, but. Uh, so, yeah, um, in book one, he's all about being recognized as uh, a legitimate Stark and getting past being seen as a bastard by the time, uh, by the time even just book five has ended, it's different. He's gone through so much with the Night's Watch, the Free Folk, Egret, um, Lord Commander Mormont, Sam, uh, Mance, and others have expanded his worldview. They've uh, helped him to realize that family is more than blood and honor is something that you can define. Uh, his, his arc is centralized around these people, not the northern lords. That's a big part of the reason he rejects the offer of the false king of the false king, Stannis wow. uh, Baratheon, to become a legitimate Stark. Holy cow. Um, that was a mistake. That was a mistake. I don't know. Matt, Matt, I don't know we've that, talked about it. I think it's a typo. I guess a typo. <laughs> uh, he had more important concerns looking after his new family and trying to stop the others. His world expanded. Some might say it was for honor's sake, but remember, book one, John was willing to throw away honor and reputation for the Starks. Book five, John isn't. Uh, John is not the same. He's, he is not willing to do that. So I found it far more satisfying to see him elected as Lord Commander than I did to see him called king in the north um wow yeah uh because the lord commander uh, as a title means more in my opinion since those northern lords seem keen to throw the title of king uh, at anyone with stark blood whereas you really have to earn the position of lord commander based on merit just a thought uh thought i'd share my ramblings hope you enjoyed um yeah and then we have a, a knighting ceremony coming up for him here in, in just a little bit, but I don't know what thoughts, Sir Matt, just on, I mean, first I know you're irritated about the Stannis comment, but try I mean, to look it's past a, I mean, that. Hey, it's, 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 a, it's okay. I mean, you know, I'm just, I mean, technically speaking, Stannis Baratheon is the, it, and get ready because, you know, when I think about, I, I still go back to it and I, and we still, we're still very thankful for it. And I, I say it all the time. Um, we love constructive criticism here. You know, we do talk about Blood Raven a lot, but if you think we talk about Blood Raven a lot, just wait until we get to Clash of Kings. 
Because about every other word out of my mouth is going to be Stannis Baratheon. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but no, you know, back to what he's saying here. Yeah, I mean, I think that he he's right about the the honor behind the Lord Commander, and that you do have to be chosen, and it is still, at least in the North, viewed as this kind of honor, more honorable position. Um, and he, I mean, and then he's right, you know, with the it does seem like oh, okay, here's the I don't care, you know, in the in the John scene. He's like, I don't care if his last name's Stark. Ned Stark's Ned. Stark, I don't care if his last name's Snow or he's a bastard. Ned Stark's blood runs through him, and he's my king. You know, from this day until his end of days. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it it I it's different though. I mean, I think um, I like what Magum said in that it's when you think of it from Rob's point of view and what he was going through and where he was coming from. Um, that this is a, a huge goal for him. He was trying to really live up to do things as his father would, as as his father would do, and it ends up. I mean, they they enjoy his leadership so much that they name him king, king of winter, king of the north. Uh, I kind of think that would have happened to Eddard if he were in the same position, right? I mean, that's that's sort of like uh, that 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 could have happened. I'm actually surprised now that I think about the Heron Hall series that we've been doing. You know, I know. Um, Robert Baratheon was the one that they were kind of putting forward. That's something we talked about in that Southern Ambitions Alliance. But it's like, man, the kings of of winter are kind of a big deal. It's like maybe that's a. Yeah, it makes more sense that since Robert's like you know it from the south and and stuff, but uh, it has the ties to the Targaryens. But yeah, they're they're a big deal, and so it's just kind of cool that uh, that by living, trying to live up to his his father's standard, it ends up. Uh, propelling him to to king so good thoughts all right um cool beans well here we go so uh we have a knighting ceremony from uh for for maglum we're gonna go ahead and uh play that for you guys now so take a listen i maglum westwood warlock and master of the star arcana vow to bestow all my strength unto you may my glamours hide you from those who would harm you may my curses cripple your foes May my scrying be the lens to reveal what is to come, and may my wisdom help you find the path forward. From this day forth, I am your man. I swear this by the eternal will of the undying. Let us unravel the greater mysteries and seek the truth within. So there you have it. That was, uh, that was uh, it's really cool to hear yeah. Magum's voice, right? To hear we, we hear him in Raven's Nest, and it's just kind of neat to, to hear you know, somebody come on. and, and uh, I haven't had that in a while. You know, someone come on and make their... Swear their oath, uh, take their vows, and it's just it's it's cool. So yeah, if you guys want to, you can head over to Patreon, and we we you know, we do those nighting ceremonies. It'd be kind of cool to hear uh, your voices on the show. Just kind of neat to get those audio clips. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, I you know we've we've only had a handful of people do the uh, those kind of nighting ceremonies. I mean, um, it is something you know if you guys if you guys want to do, so you can send a, shoot us those. We do have the uh, the you, the Gmail call in. You know, the we do. You can you can do that. Uh, call us in at that uh, number, and we can do voice clips there as well. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, so lots of. I mean, I I think w- when you go compare our Patreon page to other people's, it's like I don't know. We 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 have a lot there, a lot of different stuff. So it's cool. We try to give you guys as much access to the show as we can. And if you guys, you know, want to send a Raven or you want to send an audio clip, we'll do our very best to, to play it because we, we want you to have a, 
to be able to influence the show and, and make this, it's cool for us, you know, because it helps us sometimes. And one of the best things about Fall Up Friday was that we had, uh, we were all over the series and we were learning so much and, and everything. And so we might uh, bring a segment back like that in, uh, in, in A Clash of Kings. A lot of times people were sending ravens just specific to the chapter or, you know, the section of the book that we're in. But uh, we might do something fun, whether it's on Patreon or in the main show. Uh, to get us bouncing back around the series because I like that. I thought that was I thought that was fun. But uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. So, anyways, all right. Well, uh, Sir Ezra, um, I mean, how do we even, how do we even end this show, man? You know, we got to come up with like a new a new show. Are we still thanking people <laughs> for playing the Game of Thrones, or are we, you know, fighting fighting amongst uh, ourselves in the Clash of Kings? Yeah, I don't. Have the, well, for now, yeah, we're we're there's still, I guess. We've played the Game of Thrones, if you if you will, and then yeah, we're gonna have to come up with something, something maybe slightly different. I guess we'll have to. Well, we, we told we said before the show we're gonna have to scrap the whole the whole outline and start and start fresh. Come yeah, up with a it's new gotta be, it's got to be different. You know, it, it's got to be new and compelling and, and 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 just better, man. You know, we've also talked about the idea of it may no longer just be Sir Matt the Bud Knight and Sir Ezra the Watchful. You know, we we've always joked about That's possibly true. adding titles as we go along so i don't know we'll see uh when we come <laughs> back for a clash of kings so uh well i mean for one last time here we will thank you uh for playing the game of thrones in our next episode we will be discussing a clash of kings prologue yeah yeah we will um if you like our podcast don't forget to subscribe like us write a review leave a comment or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com we will see you in a couple weeks, and remember that winter is coming. 